Welcome back to the Movies Underground. This week we're tackling The Batman. The Batman? Batman. The 2022 Robert Pattinson uh, directed by Matt Reeves Batman. Stick around to the end of the episode and we'll tell you what movie we're watching next week. I'm Kevin. Let's go join Laurie in the theater. Full spoilers ahead. How long have we waited for a new Batman to come out? <laughs> a long time because um, Ben Affleck's Batman didn't have his own Batman movie. No. He was only Justice League. Nor did he deserve one. Right, I agree. <laughs> but then we also got teased with this new Batman, and then I think we got waylaid again, another movie that kind of got postponed for COVID. Right. Right, because this was announced pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And then I think they were filming it. And I think I remember that during filming, they had to take a break because Robert Pattinson, our Pats, got COVID or something, and they put the whole thing on, on hold. Yeah. So I think it was all spliced together pre and post uh, the pandemic. But we finally you know, got there. <laughs> we finally got there. And you know what's funny? I feel like the time being on this end of it, I feel like I've forgotten all about, you know, how many things were postponed because of COVID, how many movies didn't get their original release date or didn't start production or right. anything like that. Right. Yeah. Feels like eons ago. It was, yeah. 2020 has stretched out for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, the only one that I'm still waiting on that hasn't been released or announced is Top Gun. Oh, right. We've been talking about that one yeah. for a while. We still haven't had an official release date for Top Gun. Wow. Yeah. And that's been since 2019. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was kind of surprised to see this on HBO Max because they touted this one as being a theater-only release. And then one day I just get an advert that said, The Batman, now on HBO Max. I said, no way. It's got to just be a I trailer. So I, went, I didn't expect it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know it was coming or expect it. I just hit play one day and sure enough, a three-hour timeline comes up. And I'm like, this is, it's the full movie. So, without notice, I got to finally see The Batman. The Batman. But why The Batman? I think because they were running out of Batman titles, right? Like, what are you going to call the next few Batman movies? It's not like the James Bond where, you know, like it's Tomorrow Never Dies or Quantum right. of Solace, right? It's always self-titled in, in a sense. So they've already called it Dark Knight. They've ca called it Batman. Now they've called it The Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, and then... It would be interesting to see what's next. What are they going to... Where do they go from there? You know, a Batman. <laughs> a Batman. <laughs> I Batman. Yeah, I Batman. <gasps> That's where they have to go. <laughs> yes. So it got a 2022 release, PG-13, and as you pointed out, just shy at uh, two hours, 56 minutes, just shy of three hours. Took yeah. me three days to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and is that out of boredom or is that just out of like a three hour movie is a lot for you to take in? At neither. So I was not bored with this movie and I do not have a problem watching a three hour movie. Hmm. I just don't really get the opportunity in my house to sit 
uninterrupted <laughs> for three hours at a shot. So I knew, and I didn't want to have to cram it in to like, you know, last night or whatever. So I, I knew I wanted to start this one early. Yeah. And just take it in chunks. And so I did both, right? So as soon as I got my daughter down to bed, like I, I hit the couch and I knew mm -hmm. I had to start early. And I got through the first viewing like uninterrupted, which nice. was amazing. The, the second viewing I did, I did break it up one hour increments every night. <laughs> one hour chapter here and then next night and so on. But I did get to see it twice. I was going to do a second and I had this conversation with myself. Self, I says, <laughs> are you going to watch this again? I'm like, but you know what? I don't feel like I missed much. I don't feel like I would. Do you feel like you picked up a lot in the second viewing that you missed the first time around? No, there were really no key, like, you know, interruptions. Uh, there was no key, like, turnaround points that I, I didn't catch. Um, but I did enjoy it, and I did want to watch it a second time. But no, no new epiphanies the second viewing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think there would be. No. Um, so we have, like you said, our pets. I love that. <laughs> Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Mm-hmm. And Zoe Kravitz, um, she's blowing up lately. This is the second one we've seen with her in it because we, we saw Kimmy not too long ago. That's right. And this is her second chance at being Catwoman. Is it? Yeah, she was also the Catwoman in Lego Batman. Oh, I didn't see Lego Batman. She nice. was the voice of Bat or Batwoman. <laughs> Catwoman. Batwoman. Sorry. Yep. My bad. Catwoman. Um, yeah, so this is her first on-screen presence for Catwoman. And if you didn't know it, and you, and you wouldn't know it unless you read the credits, Colin Farrell, really? Yes. I would never have known he was under there as the Penguin. And apparently, neither did a lot of the uh, the crew members on set. Really? So I saw an interview with Colin about this, right? And they were asking me, like, why the prosthetics? Why not just get somebody that fits the role as opposed to, like, making you up? And, you know, he had a lot to say about burying himself into the the costume and the prosthetics. It allowed him to be much more of an actor because it, it wasn't him on the surface, he said, which I thought was mm. interesting. But then he talked about just walking around set. And he tried to uh, say something to one of his buddies on set. I don't know if it was a grip or, you know, whoever. And they looked at him like, what's this guy doing here? Somebody get him off this set. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't recognize him. It, it was that good. That's awesome. Props to the makeup people. Yeah, seriously. they. Um, I looked real hard knowing that it was him under there. I looked real hard to see, if, you know, like that rigid jawline you know like yeah. you can't talk when you have prosthetics on I, those thick eyebrows thick i didn't eyebrows. see any of it yeah they came leaps and bounds since the last time they did full body prosthetics like that because i couldn't i couldn't catch a single wrinkle or you know whatever they did a fantastic nope. job i agree and colin did too as the penguin like yeah. i i pulled i i bought this as a full penguin without him being actually an animal version of the penguin like we saw Danny DeVito kind of do. Right. You know, way back yes. in Batman Returns. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Fantastic movie. But yeah, I think they were really going for a grounded Batman this time around. 
Yeah, no, not even a limp. You know, in the um, in the Gotham series on the CW, the 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 Penguin character waddled a bit because of a, a physical, you know, malformation. He had a bit of a limp. I th- I think he did limp once or twice in this one too. Did he? Well, he definitely waddled once because at one point Batman and uh, I want to call him Commissioner, but Gordon, Lieutenant Gordon, Gordon yeah. I think he's I think lieutenant at this point, had tied him up and they had bound his hands and yes. ankles. So as he walked away, he did the penguin waddle. And I was like, all right, I'll give that one a pass because all right. that one played well with what you just, you know, like the scene that it set up. So that was good. Yeah. Anybody would waddle when they're bound hand and foot. Yes. But um, the the one costume that I did not enjoy was the Riddler himself. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah, the Riddler's full face mask, I thought was, well, it was too dark for what they filmed it against, right? Because it was really hard to see. But there was no facial expression acting through it anyway. No. And I felt like him and all of the... His the, followers. The followers, yeah. yes. Um, I felt like they were... The goggles they were looking through, I, I mean, obviously, it, it looks like if it was done, it looks like it was done purposely, but everything was just foggy and fuzzy. The goggles? Do you mean his glasses? Yeah. Or glasses, those. <laughs> like, the every time, you know, when you would see those scenes of somebody being staked out and somebody watching them, you didn't know if it was Batman or uh, the Riddler. Oh, yeah. But everything was just so fuzzy, like you were looking through wavy glass almost. Yeah, his binoculars or the scope, allegedly, the, that first scene when he was staking out yeah. the, the mayors. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I, I kind of enjoyed that because it, it tells me you're looking through somebody's perspective. Maybe that was him having bad vision. So I, I appreciated Maybe. that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I thought that he was too obscured, and I get they wanted to hide his face, but like you could have done more of a costume that he could have emoted through. I, I think of like Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. His face was completely obscured, but yes, it was. with a little bit of eyebrow movement, totally <laughs> could emote through that thing. Yes. You know, and then- Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and this one, nothing, flat, and it was dark on dark scenes. Um, and I think that was Paul Dano, um, the actor. I think that was his costume choice. They gave him his pick, I think. And that's what he chose. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I would have seen like something a little bit tighter to the face or just like facial obscurity, you know, would have been, I think, more appreciated. But that's just mm-hmm. me nitpicking. Yeah. Like I always do, right? <laughs> As I am wont to do. Yeah. And if I'm going to keep nitpicking... <laughs> you know, uh, Catwoman's mask was also a little annoying. <laughs> so that's when you said the mask. I was like, I'm, I, w- I was going to say, I wonder if you're going to not like the same one that I didn't love. Oh, yes. And I didn't love it was like it like snubbed her nose yes. a little bit. I'm like, what are you wearing? Like, pull that down. Yes. Or pull it up. Do one or the other. Just or just, get it off your face. Or just take it off or something. <laughs> yes. 
I can clearly see your like forehead, eyes, and everything. Yeah. And I can clearly see your mouth, chin, jawline. The only thing yeah. that was obscured was the tip of her nose. It was like a nose strap. <laughs> a nose strap. Like, and I, what the heck? I All I could think about was like how awkward it would make me feel if I was wearing that thing. So mm-hmm. I kept putting myself in her shoes. Like I would just want to rip this thing off my nose and just, ah. Uh. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't a very practical, like, Hydra identity mask, and it wasn't very Catwoman-y, so I was like, just take it off. She was yeah, a better Catwoman. Yeah, didn't cat have woman. ears. Right. Yep, so. She was a better Catwoman in Lego? Is that what you're going to say? I think she was a better Catwoman when she just had no hood on. Oh, yeah, With just definitely. her short hair, you know. Yes. And the, the leather suit. I think that was a good enough costume for her, and knowing she was a cat burglar. Yes. Yeah. But I guess I have to tell you what I guess we we can't really talk about all the costumes and everything else without touching upon Batman's. Well, I was going to say Robert Pattinson's been around a, a bit. Yep. I didn't feel like uh, when I first heard the narration voice. I guess I haven't seen him in a lot because I did not. It didn't sound like I couldn't, I didn't listen to that and say, oh, that's Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Yeah, you do know he's British, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The one thing I do that did annoy me about him, not so much his costume, the way he moved in it. I felt like everything, I felt like they could have shaved an hour off of this movie if he would have just moved his ass a little faster. (laughs) Every move was just so slow and calculated, like even turning his head. Yes. Well, he was very dramatic, yes. And methodical and observational, yeah. Yes. He was very slow, wasn't he? Yes. Everything. I mean, and and I know Batman's going to have reason to be slow and methodical at times, but this was 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of a gripe. I didn't pick up on his slowness when he was through the crime scenes. But man, you know when he wasn't slow? That when? first fist fight they had at that that train station. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was fantastic. That was good. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, condone like beating people to a pulp, but I think for a fight choreography, that was like one of the fastest moving fights that I've seen. Like he had that guy on the ground, like with like five fists before he fell. Yeah. It was awesome. You think about it. He's not a huge dude, so he's got to be quick and um, effective like that in order to take these guys down. Because, you know, he doesn't have like, you know, Herculean strength behind that. Yeah, I think they really ventured away from the Ben Affleck version of Batman who was just massive, you know, yes. and kind of a blunderhead um with the gray suit which didn't really seem to be kind of like any kind of tactical suit, it was just more of a costume. So mm-hmm. I think they really were trying to depart from him and kind of like venture back towards the Christian Bale side who did really well at the box office as as Batman. And I felt this was a a lower tech more realistic Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very grounded. Um, made it like almost true to life per se. 
yeah. um, which I always enjoy in a movie. If you can take like a huge sci-fi fantasy movie and pull it back to like the core basics of science or like reality and build upon that. So you're not just pushing me into this magical, mysterious place that anything could happen. You start off on the ground and you you get me there to that where, okay, now I can believe something major like this is happening. I appreciate that very much in screenwriting. Yep. Like even his vehicle looked like, um, you know, it was done in a chop shop. Like it looked like a souped up Camaro or something <laughs> like that. Like anybody could build that. Yeah, that they threw a, a jet turbine on the back of. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe not everybody can get their hands on a jet turbine, but you know. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne can. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I did like that Batmobile. Like, I love the Tumblr from Christian Bale's version of Batman. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. man. Talk about, like, nerd gushing over the Tumblr. Right. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, like, Ben Affleck's Batmobile was just another, like, uh souped up kit bashing like now we have this you know precedence that we just have to follow and i i feel like they didn't really give him his own great batmobile so then when they took this turn and they just took like a real car like an old muscle car and just souped mm -hmm. it up and made it really tactical i'm like this is what a, a real life yeah, vigilante jerk would do in life <laughs> exactly they would take this old muscle car and do this to it, yeah. And I I really enjoyed that chase scene. I think that was very well grounded chase scene too. I mean, up until he jumped off the, the ramp of another truck and threw yes. the, the fire. But that was in the trailer and that got me so hyped to see this. You know, like this and it lived up to that. I think it lived up to this trailer for once. I think it was a good chase scene. The only thing I remember thinking during the chase scene was they've got too much traffic on the road for it to be believable for me that they're going this fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think something would have happened a lot sooner that would have stopped that chase dead in his tracks. Yeah. But it was well done, I think. Especially when he took the dive off of the... Uh, the flatbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very like hyped up part of the trailer too. And you know, like usually they cut to a different song or like they they splice in different footage for trailers, but I loved that they kept it exactly that way um in the movie and it it just was everything I wanted it to be. Good. Yeah. Like I remember seeing that in the trailer just like that. Yes. Yep. Um, so I got to say, though, OK, so we've we kind of gone over each one of the characters in the very beginning when the mayor's son was brought in. He had a red costume on and he was sword fighting. Do you know where I'm going with this already? No, <laughs> but I have a note about the mayor's son, too. So I'm curious to see what you're saying. Are they setting up building up for the mayor's son to become Robin later in life? Oh, I didn't catch that. That's a good call. Maybe. I don't know if they Because were. they had a thing. Yes. So my note was that I kind of shed a tear when he locked eyes with the mayor's son because they have that kinship. They both lost their father at a very young age. He's like, dude, I get you. 
And and it was like that unspoken transfer feeling between them. And then it happened again later in the movie. So that's a real possibility that you're thinking that. Yeah. So they definitely had the connection, you know, like he's orphaned now. And well, I guess he's not orphaned. He still has his mom. Right. Um, yeah. But he, like he he went through the same thing. And that he watched his dad die in front of him. That's right. And that's what made him Batman. And like you already saw him in the red suit with the sword. So it's like, you know, like they're going to take that and run with it, you know, like and this is going to be my protege in 20 mm-hmm. years when like I'm too old to fight crime. And now it's going to be Robin. <laughs> you know, Right. Yeah. That's an interesting take. I didn't pick up on that. Or I could be way off. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to see, though. I mean, I I hope we get a sequel to this. I mean, I don't see how there couldn't be, you know, like, right. at least two more of our uh, Pat's Batmans. I could definitely see that, especially because of that, you know, I wouldn't call it an after credit scene, but there was definitely 10 seconds worth of a teaser there with that uh, website. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, speaking of the, the after credit stuff. Like, this was the first time um, that I noticed, well, not noticed, but they had deleted scenes posted on HBO Max. Oh, I didn't look at that. So I am of, of the age where, like, DVDs were, like, the primary method of watching movies. And I love DVDs. I still have all mine because mm-hmm. all the extra features and the commentaries and stuff like that. And I really miss that kind of stuff. When it comes to streaming services and rentals now. Yeah, it was like a special edition package where you get that extra disc of just this stuff. Yeah. I I know. Yeah. And like I will confess to have I have bought four different copies of Ghostbusters because they keep putting out new special features. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got to buy it on Blu-ray. I guess I got to buy it on 4K now. (laughs) Because they keep finding these additional scenes. um, Gotta see it. And I get suckered into buying every one. But now HBO Max is posting some of those um, extra credit stuff um, under the movie. And so... I like that. That brings me to... They cut out a whole, like, five-minute scene with the Joker in Arkham. Really? Yes. You, you'll you have to go back and watch it. I'll have to go it. back, yeah. Because this was before they caught the Riddler. And he went to the Joker to try and get some assistance, kind of like how uh, Clarice went to Hannibal Lecter to kind of get, yeah. like, his opinion. Um, yeah, so for five minutes, Batman and him have it out, and they talk about, like, their past a little bit, and, like, they're having their one-year anniversary, he said. Um, so it was really interesting. So wow. you'll have to check it out. I'm going to check that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can see why they cut it because, you know, like it was too much in the Arkham and when you're going to see Joker later on when Riddler gets put in prison next to him or not prison in the mental hospital. The mental hospital. So about that. So we're seeing this Batman in in this movie. He's two years into doing his vigilante thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's 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 journaling about it he's got all these journals of you know month to month of what's happening he calls it the gotham project yes um what i what i remembered what i remember seeing about um arkham that i don't remember from the past um and i don't know if it was i don't remember it in any of the movies but i don't know if it was in the comics because i didn't read the comics as a kid but i didn't know they made um, 
a point of saying Martha's family, the Arkhams. And I felt like he said it really fast and then moved on. <laughs> I never knew that Martha came from the Arkham, like that, that they were a family, just like the Waynes. Right. And that's how we came up with the Arkham Insane Asylum and all of that. But I found it really weird that when, when Thomas Wayne was, was giving that interview and he said, you know, my family and Martha's family, the Arkhams, and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I just thought, like, why did he say it? Was that supposed to be like overlooked? This was news to me, too. This was the first time I had ever heard Martha called an Arkham or even yeah. the origins of like the Arkham Asylum. Okay. So I don't think you. I think that this was the the first venture in the writing. You know, like they were kind of trying to spin it a little bit. Um, so I do think this was new. I don't think you missed okay. anything. All right. I thought maybe that you know that was well known. I'm like, how? Where have I been? No, I I don't think it was well known either. But I'm not like the comic book aficionado. I do yeah, know that like the first of the Batman series, they were in the detective. Um, comics so he was like primarily a detective that was like a crime fighter on the side and kind of morphed over the years into just being a vigilante crime fighter ah. um, so it was really interesting to see him go back to being the detective you know and solving yeah. the crimes and not necessarily just beating bad guys to a pulp which I also enjoy I also enjoy that <laughs> I also enjoy that there, I also enjoyed the one attempt at being funny that i heard in this whole that i heard him do in this whole movie Ooh, i don't know if it was an attempt it. at being funny but <laughs> i thought it was funny when he tells selena he's like you got a lot of cats <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah i died when he said that <laughs> also the other thing i really really enjoyed was when he he flew, he launched his parachute. Yes. And then he got tossed like a rag doll named Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bounced off the bus, got his parachute caught on the the overpass. He sure did. Man, but he still got up and walked away. He, I mean, like he, he was did. he was hurting, but good for him. He got up. Yeah. I think that was like the one bad CGI they had in this though. That that fall and that tumble, that yeah, that roll yeah. he did on the ground there was like, oh, that CGI was a little iffy, but I'll give it a pass. I mean, that's <laughs> I enjoyed that's so much the rest of the movie that like those little things, I'm not going to let those add up and ruin it for mm -hmm. me. So, yeah, right. But that was a little bad CGI, and, and for a second he became Squirrel Man because <laughs> those wingsuits are you're called uh, like squirrel suits or something. Oh, those like flying squirrels? Like flying oh, squirrels. yeah. Those are real life suits. Yes. So, again, pulling it back into reality, they grounded him. They gave him a suit that already works in real life. Yes. Yeah. Like anybody with enough money yeah. could, could purchase one of those. Any hothead billionaire that wants to buy a squirrel yeah. suit and jump off a building and, you know. <laughs> See how far you go? Yeah. I, I can, Make sure there's no overpasses in your way. I can think of a couple billionaires that should try it. Uh, yes, agree. Uh, you know, one of the, you know, like I said, it was a lower tech version, but I also felt like the contact lenses that record everything. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that before either. No, that that probably was the most fanciful 
high tech gadget in this whole mm-hmm. movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little far fetched, but hey, maybe in the future it could happen. In in the yeah. future, that's what they do. So I noticed a couple of things. The uh, the theme of vengeance. People kept calling him vengeance, mm-hmm. but then they kept. But then they were calling the other guy vengeance. So this was one of the questions that I had for you that I was because it was really dark when uh, that scene played at the very end. He beats the guy to a pulp at the top of the arena. And uh, when he pulls the mask off, he says, who are you? And he says, me, I'm vengeance, which is the exact line that he said to the guy in the train station when they asked who you are. And so. I wanted to ask you, was that supposed to be the guy from the train station? Was he one of those fringe type that was answering the call of the Riddler online? Oh, you know what? That's I feel like now I need to go back and do another pass on this movie because that's a definite possibility because he had all we didn't know until the end that it wasn't just him. He had this whole channel that had been going and he had all these followers that, yeah, it could have, it could have been. And so I was wondering why they specifically chose to call that, that one villain vengeance, you know, like if that was pulling back to that one point or if he had heard him say it some other time, like, I don't know how often Batman goes around saying I'm vengeance instead of right. I'm Batman. And, and, <laughs> and, but even Catwoman was calling him vengeance. Yeah, so he must must be you know? a little bit of a broken record going around telling people that. I mean, even yeah. at the very end, like when he's pulling people out, you know, towards the, the helicopters, the medevacs. Yes. He was talking about how he made a difference to the city, but it wasn't the, the one that he thought because he thought he was vengeance, but he wasn't. I think he was hope What is what he was alluding to. And the Riddler was vengeance, and I think that his whole thing was vengeance upon the system that put me in this position, blah, blah, blah. Right. Did any of the Riddler's murders actually go too far for you? Not really. For you? No, but I saw one article before it came out on HBO when it was still in theaters, like when it first hit theaters, there was an Mm -hmm. article that said, you know, Batman's violence goes too far. And they specifically named the scene where the rats eat through the guy's chest or the rats were strapped to him. Yeah. So I'm watching the movie. I'm waiting for the scene to come up because I'm I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to pull like a a saw or, you know, like a hostile thing and and show too much, you know, for a Batman movie. But I really don't think that they did. And I feel like that writer might just be a little over the top because I don't feel like they went too grotesque for that scene. Not at all. All right. So the the cage thing was pretty cool. Which cage thing is that? On the guy on the guy's head. Oh yeah, well, that, that contraption. Yeah, that was the that same kind of reminded me of Saw. Yeah, that was the one with the the rats in it. The rats, yeah, yeah. A, a same same but contraption. But I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, that's that's the whole purpose of you know, his whole point was to be dramatic about it. Yes. 
He kind of had to go that far. But I didn't think as the filmmaker, I didn't think they showed too much. So, uh, you know, like I I don't think that article was well founded after I had actually seen the movie myself. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because an article like that can make you like, oh, my God, now I got to see the scene. (laughs) And then you look at it and you're like, really, dude? That's what you were offended over? Yes. I know, right? Yeah. Seriously. The only other question that I had for you, and this is a big one, was did Batman fail? <laughs> did he fail at what? Saving the Gotham anybody? Project? <laughs> well, not necessarily the Gotham Project, but did he fail at saving anybody? Because everyone died. Like, he didn't make it in time to save any particular murder except for Bruce Wayne's, his own. Mm-hmm. And then at the end... The the city walls still blew up and flooded the whole city. <laughs> they did. And even the mayor-elect, she still got shot. So, Batman, what what did you do here? <laughs> you, you know what I found interesting about the mayor? She got shot, but then at the end of the movie, she's wading through that water like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Like not even holding her side. It must have been one of those flesh wounds. <laughs> right? Um... I don't feel I I didn't have that feeling that he failed as much as realized what his true mission was, you know, like we were saying before, mm-hmm. maybe his maybe he started out thinking that he was getting vengeance for the city, but realized that he's he's more of of service. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I think that a lot of the people, especially like that Martinez cop, mm-hmm. who right off the bat was an a hole to him. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that you know those cops they feel threatened by what he does, and obviously when you're a dirty cop, you're gonna also not want this guy around. But um. Even even regular citizens, like, I feel like they had a turnaround in the way they look at him from beginning to end. You know, like, you're, ju- you're just a vigilante not playing by the rules and blah, blah, blah to... Um, leading the way. Reading, reach, leading the way, reaching out, you know, taking his hand in your time of need and like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Would have been nice. Yeah, I think he quite literally led the way out of the swamp with his red flare. He sure did. He sure did. And they all followed him. As soon as the mayor followed him. Yep. They all did. Hmm. What was the deal? You know, we were talking before about the foggy glasses. It made me um, think about what was with the plastic wrap on their heads? Yeah. Because he made a point of saying, don't forget your plastic wrap. And then when they ripped off one of the, his acolyte's helmets, he had his head wrapped in cellophane. Like, what the... Yeah. What the hell? So, I was still scratching my head about that, even on the second viewing. And I kind of just threw it off the side. Like, okay, I don't know. It's a crazy person thing. But I have no idea. Like, if it was to show solidarity. Like, we're all going to do this thing. We're all... <laughs> you know, we're, we're all going to wrap our heads yeah. in plastic. Everyone's doing it. You know, it's, it's cool for <laughs> psychopaths. Like, I don't know if it was, like, to hide the mask. Like, when your head is in the mask, the back of your head's still showing. So, they were all wrapping it. Or if your hair was, like, a DNA sample was 
Oh, maybe. I, I don't Maybe that's the angle. But I was saying maybe they were, like, looking through it, and that's why everything was so, like, wavy. Oh. You know? <laughs> maybe so. Because they, <laughs> they made a point of, like, saying not to forget it. Maybe some of them didn't get the full memo, and they wrapped their whole face in plastic wrap instead of just their head. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, uh, Dan, you know, like... He said just, you know, your forehead, not your eyes. <laughs> Can't see anything. You didn't have to make a dress out of it. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know what I thought was really well done? Two things. Hmm. First of all, I got to say, as soon as the Riddler is put in jail and you're, you know, you, you hear somebody talking to him, it's, it's almost expected. Like, from the from the first word out of that other cell, you know it's the Joker. Yeah, you don't have to see him. You don't have to, you know. Mm -hmm. You just know it's him because I think it's expected at this point. That's just that just makes sense. Um, so I think we're obviously when we're talking about sequels, we saw that that blip after the credits. But I think introducing the Joker at the end of the movie and introducing that relationship that they form almost guarantees another movie but what i did think was well done was the whole el rata or la rata el, uh, yeah el thing la rata yeah somebody's got bad spanish <laughs> yeah. so the rat with wings i think this was smart because it did apply to a bunch of people but i i didn't think of that until they pointed it out um, but they did take advantage of it. So first, we were led to believe that it was the penguin was the rat. And it made perfect sense to me because he's a known villain, a double crosser. You have no doubt in your mind mm -hmm. that he would be a rat, you know. Uh, and I accepted that. Um, but then we find out that it wasn't him. And then the next um, iteration of the next idea is, oh, it's got to be the Batman. The the rat with wings. Right? Again, I accepted this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Um, That makes sense, too. But then I was like, but what did he rat about? He didn't have anything to actually rat about. But maybe it was because he exposed criminals. Maybe that was his the way he was a rat. And then they finally get to the Falcon or Falcone. Mm -hmm. Falcone, yeah. So he orchestrated the whole deal. They find out that the biggest, you know, drug bust of the GCPD was a lie and that everybody was working for him. Um, I never would have got there. Like I like I said, I accepted that it was Penguin and then like, oh, yeah, it could have been Batman. And then number three, I'm like, <laughs> geez, how do I not figure that out? It's right there. I immediately went. So I like the way they did that. I went straight to it being the Batman, the rat with oh, did you? The rat with wings. I was like, oh, it's it's mm -hmm. going to be him. That's who they're pointing at. And so I was a little taken back when it was like, okay, it's not Batman, mm -hmm. you know. And it, the rat with wings was Falcone. I was like, what? Or El Rat? What was it? El Rat. La it was first. It was El Rata, and then it was La Rata, La or something Rata. like that. Because I think it was more important that it spelled out U R L. U R. Yes. U R Rata. La. Yes. Yeah. And and that was also well done. Like I never 
would have put that together either. Either U R L. Yeah, if I was Batman, the city would still be in in a lot of danger because I would have missed the whole U R L thing. Yeah. A lot of his riddles were really clever because even the the thumb drive, the thumb drive, yes, you know, that was a clever riddle. I did get a lot of the other ones too. Um, when he was actually um, interrogating Coulson, who was a scars guard of all people, that got blown his, his head yeah. blown off. Right, like I knew the riddles. I was like, oh, I could be Batman. <laughs> And then later I was like, oh, no, I, I couldn't be Batman. I didn't catch that. I would have got that guy killed. <laughs> that guy would have died. <laughs> Sorry. It would have been a good try, yeah, though. Better stick with my IT job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Um, and then the last thing that I felt I liked what they did was. Um, not gloss over the whole. Bruce and Alfred relationship because let's face it in mm-hmm. any of these movies in the entire history of Batman there wouldn't be a Batman if there was no Alfred man I'm glad you brought up Alfred too because you know like I feel like he didn't get as much screen time as the other Alfreds did but mm-hmm. I think he was almost more poignant in the time that he did have um you know like and and to see Andy Circus for one, not being in a green screen suit was like oh, a yeah? treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, for those that don't know, Andy Circus is famous for being a lot of green screen characters. Um, right from the get go, he was Gollum and oh. he was the ape in Planet of the Apes. So he's always on set, but his face is never seen because he's always being painted over with CGI. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know so that. So he actually got yeah. an acting job. He sure did. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think he had uh, a lot of good parts to this. And I think that he brought more emotion to it. Um, And I love Michael Caine. I feel like I always have to preface these things. I love Michael Caine, but I think this was a much darker Alfred. I agree. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't miss that opportunity to address Bruce realizing what a father figure he is to him. And how important he is to him. I thought he was a little... Dickish? Thank you. I didn't know how much I could say that you would have to bleep out. I was going to say douchey for... I mean, the guy took a bomb for you. Yeah. Unknowingly, but you know Alfred would have done it knowingly too. Yeah. He took a bomb for you. He's waking up out of his coma, and the first words oh. that you say to him are, you lied to me, you asshole. Yes, that really hurt me, too, because I thought the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm really upset with you, but I'm happy to see you alive. We're, we're going to talk about this later. Not yeah. the first thing out of your mouth. And it also kind of stung a little bit when he was talking to Alfred uh, towards the beginning, and he said, you're not my father. And you could see, mm-hmm. the, like, it landed on Alfred. And he goes, "Sure did." I'm well aware. And you like, you know that all these years, you've been, you've been that father, like, out of necessity, and, and it's it's gone unrecognized or unappreciated. Yes. And like, if I knew how to cry, like, I would have cried at that scene. <laughs> if I knew how to cry, you know. So, yeah, yes. I was glad they, they amended it. Although I still think he owes him like a Lamborghini to say I'm sorry. Something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. 
<laughs> Sorry I was such a dick as soon as you came out of your coma. <laughs> right? How you doing? Yeah. And then you lied to me. Right, yes. <laughs> Are you okay? Can I get you anything? You lying bastard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next uh, next episode we'll work on Batman's manners a little bit. In, in and, the sequel. and how much he owes, yes, how much he owes Alfred. Yeah. So that's it. I think that was Batman, but right? It was, yeah, it was a good watch, I think. I, did, I You know, I was very skeptical because Robert Pattinson isn't your regular superhero. But you know what? Which one of them was, really? You know? Well... Michael Keaton, the original Batman, he was no kind of super... He never played a superhero before that. Right. He wasn't a big guy. Right. You know? You could say the same for Val Kilmer. You could say the same... Well, George Clooney is kind of a big guy, but still, he it, he had no experience being a hero. Yep. Yeah. So, I think our paths was in a really weird place with this one because mm-hmm. he had really big shoes to fill in mm-hmm. Christian Bale but then also like the bar was set so low with Ben Affleck it's like <laughs> it's hard to fail but then it would have been hard to like top what was there so if anything he was guaranteed to hit that middle of the road Batman that, that middle ground <laughs> that middle ground I'm gonna slip in right here yeah but I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I I will confess this is my you know on-air confession that when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker for Christian Bale's Batman, I was one of those people that threw up their hands and was like, are you kidding me? Really? This rom-com guy is going to be a Joker and like, they're going to ruin the Batman. And I was wrong. And that's that was recorded. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I won't say it again. <laughs> I think Heath Ledger's Joker was a what's the right word here? Uh a grounding for a lot of people to 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 in the future give people the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. So nobody expected that. When they announced that this sparkly vampire was going to mm-hmm. become Batman. I was like, okay, let's see where they go with this because I was so mm-hmm. wrong with Heath Ledger. He is the best, most amazing Joker there was. Um, I think those are bigger shoes to fill than Batman's shoes. Joker's shoes. Joker's yeah. shoes. No one, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker didn't even do it for me. Like, I still put it up against uh, Heath Ledger every time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yes. And before Heath Ledger, it was Jack. Yeah. You, and Jack Nicholson did a great job, but Heath Ledger blew him out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, uh, you, you can't go Do back. we have an idea of who this Joker is? I don't know his name. Barry Kogan. Okay. Surprise appearance as one of the most famous villains in The Batman. But you've seen him many times before the Joker. I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him. And I would almost rather see another villain for the sequel to this than to try and push this up against another Joker. Especially, 
you know, Joaquin Phoenix got a lot of credit towards his Joker. So I think a lot of people were trying to say, like, we should merge the two. And I, th- I think mm-hmm. that's a bad idea. I don't want to see Joaquin Phoenix be the Joker. And obviously in this cameo he had isn't going to be. But I, w- I would rather they pull some other villain out of the deck to play with for the sequel. Instead of the Joker? Instead of the Joker. I think we need to give it a little bit more time after Heath. <laughs> yeah. And and it's always the Joker. It is. So some some you know, somebody else an, another villain. Yeah. Would be refreshing. Just not the condiment king. <laughs> the condiment king. <laughs> Which apparently is a real DC villain. So Wait, what? Yes. Is he the one who said, do I put condiments on this? What? Where? Wait. Who's the condiment king? He's a DC villain. For real? Uh, okay. If you believe the Lego Batman, then yes. All right. Because they, they even in that movie, they said, it's real, look it up. Which I think I did look it up back then. And it he condiment king really did make an appearance. I'm looking it up. You know what's so funny? I just watched something. I don't remember what it was. And somebody yelled out, do we put condiments on this? <laughs> I, I don't know if that was this movie or not. But it was in the last few days, so I'm like, was that from this movie? <laughs> I don't think so. The Condiment King. Oh, look at him. There you go. Created for the Batman, the animated series is a DC Comics villain who makes use of various condiments, sometimes capable of causing anaphylactic shock as his weapons. Interesting. He's got a a ketchup gun and a mustard gun. That's him. That's, That's him. That's him. Okay. So I will be giving this another watch just out of enjoyment, um, not even to review i i i liked it enough to say that you know i probably will put this one into my dvd collection when possible mm-hmm. um yeah i would watch it again like if, if if i'm sitting by myself or you know if somebody else wants to watch it i'd sit through it again if you can find that three hours consecutive time if to yourself. i can find <laughs> that three hour uninterrupted time yeah all right Lori. it's hard to come by any other thoughts? Um, not really. It made me sad when they drove off and then went their separate ways. Oh, yes. Till next movie. Till next movie. Well, everyone, that was The Batman. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. You can reach out to us on Instagram at Movies Underground and on Twitter at Movies Under G. And remember, you can also rate and comment wherever you're listening to podcasts. Let us know how we're doing and what you might like to hear more of. Next week, we're going to be watching Dracula Untold. So join us then. Uh, Hopefully you can find it and watch along with us. I'm Kevin on behalf of Lori and myself. Thanks for listening.
It's awesome.